No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie. Come on, everybody, boogie bumper tonight. Go. Again, it's been a while. Where the fuck have you been? We've been around. We've been here. Same time as always. Saturday nights, like we've always done. Exactly. Thank you for joining us, ladies and gentlemen. Back on YouTube this week after being friend-zoned last week by uh, my former partners, my former teammates. Remember, I was on Team YouTube, accepted onto the team. They said, hey, Books, we'd love you to be part of our partner program. I said, thanks, YouTube. And then we, we went forth holding hands on Team YouTube, only to last week get a strike. Not allowed to stream. It's very disappointing, YouTube. I thought we were friends. But anyway, we're back. All wounds can be healed in time, I guess. After my time out now, I guess fr- YouTube is not friends with me again yet, but they're just... They're not hanging up when I call anymore. Sue's, exactly. Sue's left us hanging out to try. And I thought we were so... I thought we were getting on so well for so long. I was promoting all the right things. We were doing what responsible channels do. And then next thing you know, kaput. I was dumped via text message. So anyway, we're back. It's good to see you. A lot's been going on. Uh, Have you been on Twitter this week? (laughs) Now look, as previously explained, I am an Elon Musk skeptic. I'm not a yay, we love Elon kind of a guy. I'm not. And there's there's numerous reasons why I can't be bothered going over it again. But it's mostly got to do with getting huge government contracts. <laughs> okay. And then not and then not fulfilling your end of the deal, for example. Or giving them some kind of subpar product, say over and over again. Anyhow, being the libertarian that I am, I'm not one for, you know, handing out big government contracts that don't get uh, fulfilled. So, kind of grinds my gears. So, I am an Elon Musk skeptic, and I didn't think that this would actually happen. I didn't think that I'd... I ultimately thought that, nah, it's not going to... It'll end up getting thrown out in court, or they'll back out of it somehow, or, you know, when he sees the when he goes through the books and does his due diligence and finds out how many fake accounts are on there just to pump up, pump it up for advertisers, <laughs> he'll back out. He'll go, nope. You know, during those discovery phases where they have to turn everything over, he'll go, nah, I'm not into this. <laughs> T.S. Moose, libertarian, I thought you were Australian. Yeah, close enough. Close enough. <laughs> so I didn't think he would actually end up buying Twitter. And I still, th- I'm, st- I'm just, maybe this is more a comment about my cynical nature and how bitter and twisted I am rather than anything he's done. But I'm still waiting for the kick in the dick. You know, I'm still, wa- I'm still waiting for the booby prize, aren't you? Because if there's anything we know, it's when things appear to be going swimmingly, that's usually when it goes tits up <laughs> and turns into a crumpled pile of shit. 
So I'm just waiting for that moment to happen again. But until that happens, then I guess we better analyse what's going on. And of course, I'm talking about Elon Musk, now the world's richest man after Jeff Bezos broke up with his missus. Uh, interestingly enough, Jeff Bezos also uh, the owner of a media platform. Fun. Which one was it? One of the newspapers? I'm sure it's not a big one. I'm sure it's not one that everybody cites all the time. I'm sure it's not one of those. So, uh, unexpectedly to me, Elon walked in. He took over. He's the new boss. He got the new parking spot out the front. He got a mug with his name on it at Twitter HQ, and he walked in there and summarily fired the CEO, the CFO, and the head of legal and trust <laughs> in the first... I, it, from what I'm... From what I can gather, I think in like the first 10 minutes of him being there, spot <laughs> just fired them all. Which, again, myself being an Elon Musk skeptic, still brings a, a wry smile to my, my bitter and twisted face. And, and I just thought, hmm. <laughs> that was pleasant. It was a pleasant thought. So, the internet now... I'm not really commenting on what Musk will do with Twitter or whether it's going to be good or bad. I don't know. I don't know, obviously. Um, I'm a skeptic, so I'm expecting something bad to happen. <laughs> but it might not. I don't know. But we'll have to... The only way we can tell is just to wait and see. So, But while I'm waiting for this to happen, I think the bigger story for, for us here on this podcast and as you, the audience of this podcast, as you well know, we care far more about the outrage than we do about the ins and outs of the deal in particular. And this last couple of days, if you are one who likes to observe outrage, then I'm very pleased to report that there's much there to be had. So we'll dip our toe in once again. Welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen, on Saturday nights like it's always been. Let's get the news, the real news, and I like to go to real sources like Today. You know that morning show? See what they've got. The world's richest man is now officially Chief Twit. Okay. By Tuesday, his company, Twitter, will be private again. But what happens then? Well, he has What happens then? Obviously, the gates of hell open up. Did you see that one particular reporter from... The Washington Post tweet that out. A couple of hours after the sale went through, you know what, you know what. Look, I'm not going to name names or anything, but the the, the famous, well, the, the infamous uh, reporter from the Washington Post who seems to enjoy, you know, getting, it in there, getting in there and mixing it up with the trolls, so to speak. You know, good for her, I guess, if that's the kind of thing you're into. And um, she tweeted something like, um, it's like the gates of hell have opened on this website tonight. And I thought, that's wonderful. Wonderful imagery. <laughs> very reasoned, very rational. The gates of hell. <laughs> and I mean, that was night one. Can you imagine how we're faring on night two, night three, night four? Again. Observations only, ladies and gentlemen. Wants to make Twitter a super app like China's WeChat, oh, used no. for payments, entertainment, and and, and mass surveillance. And uh, excuse me, I feel like I should point this out. Yes, it's like Twitter, and it's also like Reddit, and it's like Facebook, and it's like Amazon. You can do your shopping on it, and it also tracks you all for the police state every minute of the day. 
So much so that if you remember, we watched the clip a couple of weeks ago. A guy was walking around a building site and he didn't have his hard hat on and they sent the cops around. The cops were there in a couple of minutes. Pick him up. Write him a fine. Why? Because everyone's being monitored all the time. That's why. So, again, maybe that's just my scepticism kicking in. Hey, maybe this really is the freedom revolution. Who knows? Maybe Twitter is about to go belly up because it's just going to be, you know, overrun with ne'er-do-wells. And communication. My idea would be like, how about if we just copy WeChat? Hey. <laughs> hey, let's copy WeChat. Why not? Why not at this point? Who cares? Look, I, I feel like we're all in agreement here and we are all heading towards the total surveillance nightmare, the dystopian nightmare that, you know, we've read so much about since the 1950s. I think we all accept that we're getting there and now it just depends on well, what kind of version do you want? Do you want the WeChat version? Or do you want the Elon Musk Twitter version? At least on the Elon Musk Twitter version, you get to watch Joe Rogan smoke marijuana. Okay? That's what they're offering you. (laughs) Now, on the Chinese WeChat version, they're offering you, like I said, you know, it's not so much surveillance with a smile, but surveillance you can count on. You know, there's a different vibe. So I guess it's up to you. What kind of tyranny do you want? (laughs) (laughs) But he's told investors he'll cut staff, not okay. add to it. Okay. And the CEO, CFO, and general counsel were all out in his first hours. Oh, his own. boy. The con- I don't know. What is with the sink? Clearly, I'm a dumbass, and I don't get it. But what's? I don't get the sink. Can someone explain it to me? Is it because he's moving in hook, line, and sinker or something? No. I don't, I don't, how does it work? BE from the UK, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining us, sir. Good to see you. So yeah, I don't understand the sync reference one, one iota. Not one jot. But anyway, he, he brought a sync to work with him. He's going to sync the company. I'll let that sink in. Which, if you know your 2015 slash 2016 internet memory textbooks back to front, you'll know that Let That Sink In is synonymous with one Paul Joseph Watson. With his, I think he's from Manchester, with his manky accent. Let that sink in. Is he from Manchester? I don't know. I think he lives in London. But he's from somewhere else. So, of course... I get it now. Let that sink in. Great. Good stuff, Elon. (laughs) Contradictions continue in a note to advertisers that promises a, quote, digital town square that is also a, quote, respected advertising platform. Love it. A place where you can choose your desired experience, but that also doesn't splinter into echo chambers. Oh, now that's going to be tough. The choose your desired experience, I think, are we all adults here or... Because I think we would all generally agree with that. Press one if you agree with choose your desired experience. That's always been my attitude with the internet. You know, if I don't want to, if I don't, I've never hate watched anything. (laughs) You know why? Because if I don't want to watch it, I just don't. There's plenty of other stuff on the internet to do. Oh, look, a website that says things I don't like. You can go down one of two roads. 
You can take the road which is increasingly become the road becoming the road less travelled, which is to say to oneself, well, I don't particularly I'm not particularly interested in what's happening here, so I'm going to look over there and find something else to do. Now that would be one road. The other road would be I don't particularly like what's taking place here, so I'm gonna do my best to make sure that nobody else can see it either. Those are the two roads. Now, which road do you want to walk down? Because I know my road, I stroll with my hands in my pockets, whistling sweet tunes of nothing. You know why? Because whatever you're into, I don't care. And if anyone else wants to see it, that's their problem. I couldn't care less. Life's good. Now, you people that want to ban everything all the time, you're the ones that are always angry and upset. (laughs) You know how I know? (laughs) Because you're trying to stop other people from doing things because you don't like them. So anyway, choose your desired experience, I would have thought is what most people would agree with, you know. Okay, if I don't like it, I'm not going to watch it or I'm not going to click on it or I'm not going to be there. I've, I've seen people saying, all right, well, if Twitter turns into, you know, a right-wing platform or whatever, then I'm leaving. And I think, okay, fair enough. You know, I might, I, I'd probably get more bored in Twitter myself if it became a right-wing platform because I'm kind of there to watch what you guys do, <laughs> you know. I'm just there to observe. And if you took all of the left-wing uh, commentary off Twitter, I think it would become a lot more boring. Don't you? I like the fact that uh, people are at each other on Twitter and we can sit back with some popcorn and watch it all unfold. Watch the outrage develop. It's interesting. What else are you going to do? So, no, I don't want to kick anybody off Twitter. But you should entirely be able to, you know, have a quote-unquote desired experience. It is what you make it. The internet is what you make of it. You can tailor your whole internet experience to your own preferences and you can do it today. You can do it right now. That's how free you can be if you choose it. That's your little pep talk for today. Musk has promised to allow President Trump and other banned users back Uh, on the platform. Trump this week saying he'd remain on Truth Social, the comparatively tiny platform he launched after Twitter and Facebook kicked him off. Uh. And Musk has said he plans to do away with most content moderation, although laws around the world require any company to filter what we post. That's, that's interesting because isn't it what you always hear? <laughs> the line that you'll hear most often is, this is not a free speech issue because it's a private company, bro. Right? And they can do whatever they want. They have terms of service. And it's like, okay, yep, fine. I agree with that. I agree with that. So why do they have the terms of service? Oh, because the government has these laws. You know. <laughs> right? Uh, excuse me, Sweaty, this has nothing to do with free speech. Oh, okay, really? Why is that? Because this is the company's rules? Oh, okay, great. So why does the company have rules? Because the government says so. Okay. So you got there in the end, right? 
You figured it out. <laughs> oh, nothing to do with free speech. This has nothing to do with free speech. It's all about the government's rules that the company needs to adhere to. <laughs> okay. You take all of those ingredients and you bring, uh, you know, toxic or problematic users back to the platform. Toxic and problematic users, ladies and gentlemen. Now, Nose Ring here has a good point. <laughs> what, what do you do? The, if, the, if, say, the Twitter floodgates of hell were to open and a lot of, quote, toxic and problematic accounts were to start filtering back on this this safe timeline that we've, we're trying to nurture for everybody. I mean, really, it could be the end of the world as we know it. It's taken us a good many years to cultivate this very, um, you know, prosperous little echo chamber here on Twitter. And we intend to keep it that way. <laughs> you know what I find interesting? Because, look, I, if you want to ban stuff, okay, I understand why, I guess, I think most of the time. Sometimes I don't understand why you'd want to ban things. And one, one of the reasons why I think you shouldn't want to ban things is because, well, Take the approach, right? If you consider what's consider what you want to ban, all right, and then think to yourself, well, is does this show this person in a positive light or in a negative light? And you know, am I okay with that? So let's say you were talking about politics, right? And you you wanted to ban your opponent's video because you think it's X, Y, or Z, whatever the reasoning is. But if you think it's that bad, don't you want everybody to see it, <laughs> right? So, if something is particularly awful, I was always of the opinion like, well, let everybody see it and, and tell them how awful it is. Show them what, what's awful. Show them what you're talking about. Show us you're working out. You're right. Don't just give me the answer. Show me how you got it. <laughs> yeah? So, I would have thought it would seem counterproductive to try and get rid of the stuff. They're so awful that we need to um, stop anybody else from ever seeing it ever again. Oh, okay. Well, first, first of all, who appointed you to that position? <laughs> but second, well, if it's that bad, don't you want everyone to see it so you can point out how bad it is? Doesn't make sense. But anyway, imagine the nightmarish hellscape that Twitter will devolve into should the gates of hell be reopened and innumerous... Sw swathes of fucking <laughs> meme accounts start filtering back onto people's timelines. It's going to be awful. Form while decimating the internal mechanisms at the company that might be able to deal with these situations. Okay, decimating the internal mechanisms of the company. I think it's going to be a rocky road for a while. Okay. Elon Musk brought our wallets online, has helped to revolutionize the way we drive, uh -huh. and owns the postal service of space. Right. But Twitter could be his most difficult project yet. Really? Now, in his very first hours, obviously, we saw this sort of imprint inside the company but on yep. the platform itself researchers are pointing out that all sorts of trolls and online hate groups are already testing the fences getting testing the fences <laughs> like like in jurassic park the, tr the 
like I'm telling you, like the dinosaurs, like the T-Rex in Jurassic Park, going up and just kind of nudging the electric fence, testing for weak spots, testing the fences. <laughs> Goodness gracious. Now, in his very first hours, obviously, we saw this sort of imprint inside the company but on the yeah. platform itself researchers are pointing out that all sorts of trolls and trolls. online hate groups are all online hate groups already testing the fences getting testing organized fences. in anonymous forums uh. and then trying to figure out what it is they can say under musk I mean, one one must stop and think for a moment, just just for a moment. Um, the fear is now the fear that you've just seen portrayed here is fear of something that we expect to happen, right? Have another listen. That all sorts of trolls and online hate groups are already testing the fences, getting testing organized fences. in anonymous forums, and then trying to figure out what it is they can say under Musk. I mean, the fear here is people will figure out what they're allowed to say. Right? That's, that's where you're starting here. They're figuring out what they're allowed to say. That, that alone is concern. That alone is cause for concern. That alone is fear. Because now already, already, we're here talking about problematic and toxicity, right? Trolls testing the fences, seeing what they can get away with. Right, so they're figuring out what they can and can't say on Twitter again. Okay. Now... Should they not know what they can and can't say on Twitter? Honest question. Should is it is it better if people don't know what they can and can't say? Because I think to be fair, if you came out with a list of words, right, and said all of these words we don't want you to say. Here they are, spelled out, one after the next one, after the next one, after the next one. People go, okay. So, tell them what words are allowed and what words aren't. They're figuring out what they can and can't say. How awful. Isn't that what you wanted? Anyway. And again, you know, oh, we've got to get the band. The, 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 the fearful part here is that they're, not, they're letting these band accounts back on. That's what we're afraid of, right? Well, wouldn't you just say, well, look, we told you all along these people are awful, blah, blah, blah. Look at them. Why would you want to ban them if they're making uh, your opponents look so awful? I don't understand. Testing the fences. Researchers are pointing out that all sorts of trolls and online hate groups are uh, already testing the fences, getting organized in anonymous <laughs> forums, and then trying to figure out what it is they can say yep. under Musk. Awful. Meanwhile, even as Elon Musk tweets, the bird is freed, yep. top EU regulators at a time when yeah. laws around tech and free speech are yep. tightening around the world. Tightening. Tightening around. Laws around free speech. Tech and free speech are tightening. Well, that's reassuring. 
said that he's got to play by their rules. He's, you guys? He's got to play by the EU's rules. <laughs> And this is this is where the skeptic in me hopes that this does in fact end in tears because there will be some worthwhile moments along the way. Now let's say Elon Musk thinks, well, fuck it, I'll just tank it. I'll just, I just, I'll just tank it. So the EU comes out and says you must submit to uh, various EU regulations and blah 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 blah. And if he decides to say no, then the EU will ban Twitter within the EU. And then we'll be right. Then we'll be right alongside when it, uh, China when it comes to banning access to certain Western websites. Then, then the illusion, the transformation will be complete for all of us. We will have entered that. We will have entered that end game period. <laughs> Waiting for Thanos to click his fingers. So patiently waiting for that day. Yeah, all eyes on these changes that are afoot. Jake Ward, thank you for that. Okay, so many changes are afoot, ladies and gentlemen. Elon Musk took over Twitter. Then some users began testing chaos. (laughs) Shortly after Elon Musk took control of Twitter, some conservative personalities wasted no time to jump on the platform and recirculate long-debunked conspiracy theories in a tongue-in-cheek attempt to test whether Twitter's policies on misinformation were still being enforced. Here we go. They're trying to recirculate, again, quote, recirculate long debunked conspiracy theories. (laughs) Conspiracy theory um, presents itself. Conspiracy theory is banned. People remaining say it's banned because it's misinformation. And the fact that it's misinformation is the reason that it's banned. You can't find conspiracy theory because it gets banned. Therefore, it is debunked. End of end of discussion. <laughs> Wait, people are talking about these old things again? But that's been debunked for years. <laughs> but that didn't stop users from cheering or criticising what they expected to be a quick embrace of Musk's previous pledges to cut back on moderation in the name of promoting free speech. Some were all too eager to see what they could get away with under the new regime. They're calling it a regime. Popular right-wing pundits tweeted buzzwords such as ivermectin and Trump won to see whether... See, no, no, see, this is the thing. You guys are always missing the jokes here. You're always missing the joke. Okay. Popular right-wing pundits tweeted buzzwords such as ivermectin and Trump won. Now, the joke isn't them tweeting it. The joke is now you, right? The joke is you carrying on like this. This is the joke. You don't get it. The fact that somebody can... The the fact that you, you would go to these lengths, if somebody tweets Trump won, it sends you into... Like, you should be going, haha, look at those idiots. If that's what you believe, then you should be fine with them tweeting it out because that's what you want, isn't it? Your opponent to be saying the wrong thing so you can point to them and go, look at this idiot. But it's the fact that they say it and you go crazy and then go, oh my God, we got to ban all these accounts. It's spreading misinformation and dangerous to democracy. It's like, settle down, mate. 
and settle down. Popular right-wing pundits tweeted buzzwords such as ivermectin and Trump won to see whether they'd be penalised for content they suggested would previously have been flagged. I've suggested previous. Suggested? We know. It was getting big. Come on now. Come on. (laughs) Everybody knows that that is medical misinformation and had to be removed off the platform. We all know that happened. Remember? It wasn't even that long ago. Ivermectin, a cheap drug that kills parasites in humans and animals, has been promoted by some Republican lawmakers and conservative talk show hosts as an effective way to treat COVID-19. But health experts have been pushing back, warning there's scant evidence to support the belief that it works. Okay, Elon Musk, is this thing on? Steve Cortez, a former commentator for the conservative TV network Newsmax and advisor to former President Donald Trump, wrote in a tweet where he included a microphone emoji. There are two sexes, Trump won in uh, Ivermectin rocks. Edgy. Edgy stuff. Wow. Oh my God. It's dangerous to democracy. Who cares? Who cares what this idiot wrote? (laughs) Who cares? In a letter aimed to soothe the fears of advertisers, Musk vowed Thursday that Twitter, quote, won't be a free-for-all hellscape where anything can be said with no consequences. Yes, but he also said that, you know, that other thing, oh, you'll be able to tailor it to your own experience, which is what any, that's all anybody has ever asked. That's it. Because, you know, if I don't want to see something particular, if I don't want to see something on the platform, I just won't look at it. I won't click on it. I'll mute it or whatever. I'll move on. Swipe past it. It's fine. And that's, and you know, if I don't like what's on the site, then I won't be on it. I'll leave. And that's a preferable situation to a platform deciding for me what I should and should not like. I don't like that. Doesn't seem right. It's the internet, man. What are you doing? Just leave everybody alone. But we'll see what happens. The Associated Press checked at least a dozen other Twitter accounts that were suspended by the platform including those used by right-wing activist James O'Keefe and my pillow chief executive, Michael Lindell, and each, that guy, and then each turned up uh, an account suspended message as of Friday afternoon. At least one way, and one still found a way to get his message out. I'm very happy that Twitter is now in sane hands and will no longer be run by radical left lunatics and maniacs that truly hate our country, Trump said Friday morning in a post on Truth Social. So the chaos, ladies and gentlemen. Remember, then some get some users began testing the chaos. The trolls and the extremists are out there testing the fences, ladies and gentlemen. Here are some reactions. I went to CNBC television to get some reactions from some experts, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, this video is called Here's How the Experts Responded to the News of Elon Musk's Taking Over of Twitter. We need to go to the experts, okay? The experts know more than us. They are better people than us. They can disseminate these things and make them um, consumable for us, the average idiot peasant out there, okay? So... Tell me, what do the experts what do the experts think about Elon Musk purchasing Twitter? 
it does have some concern about his reputation, even though there's a lot of flamboyance there. Of mm -hmm. course, he is uh, is but he's brilliant. The world's better off because we have uh. him, but he is quite thin skinned. Uh. Okay, so now I'm going to put that in the column of not productive. Okay. I would not call that productive feedback. That's not constructive. Okay, now look, I don't think we can trust the guy, okay? Now I agree with you. I don't think you can trust him either. But again, show me you're working out. Now I've given you my reasons for not trusting him and it involves government contracts and not being his end of the bargain, not being fulfilled, particularly here in my country of Australia with things like solar panel fucking batteries and shit, millions of dollars spent, right? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You know, boring factual things like that. Now, show me your working out. Why do you think? Because his his explanation for why Elon Musk has, you know, is a is of disreputable character, so to speak, is that he's a brilliant guy and the world is better off for having him, but he's pretty thin-skinned. <laughs> what does that mean? Okay. Show me your working out. And I, I think he would want to pay it, even if it would be hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah. To show some loyalty, he has enough cultural erosion right now. He doesn't. He hasn't. He's a, He has enough cultural erosion. Cultural erosion is not something I've ever heard before. Does anybody know what cultural erosion means? Interesting thought. What does What does he mean by that? Elon Musk, he has enough cultural erosion as it is. But, oh, because he's white? Oh. <laughs> I don't know what you mean. Tell me. Explain it. Doesn't need to throw uh, more more gas on the flames. I'll okay, I have no idea what this man's opinion is. He has enough cultural erosion as it is. He doesn't need to throw more gas on the flames. What the hell is he talking about? So he's a great guy, he's a billionaire, he's a genius billionaire and he's a great guy and we love him, but he is pretty thin-skinned and he shouldn't be throwing more gasoline on the fire. What? What? I thought these were the experts. Yeah, it says so right there in the, in the clip. Here's how the experts responded to the news. does have some concern about his reputation okay. even though there's a lot of flamboyance there flamboyance. of course he is yeah. uh, is but he's brilliant the world's better off because we have him but he is quite thin skinned thin -skin. and i i think he would want to pay it even if it would be hundreds of millions of dollars yeah to show some loyalty he has enough cultural erosion right now cultural he doesn't need erosion. to throw uh more more gas on the flames whatever <laughs> i don't know your your guess is as good as mine Whatever he meant by that. I'm sure he's an expert, yes. I'll tell you, like, you know, despite my reservations that we've talked about on the show, okay. I was cautiously optimistic. Oh, I was. Okay, I was a fan. Twitter's deep and abiding. Now, this is this is what one would refer to as concern trolling. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is just IRL concern trolling, okay? It's like, no, no, look, when I first heard about this, I was very much... 
uh, a fan of Elon Musk. And, you know, this is coming from a place of uh, love and, you know, I'm a, I'm a big supporter of what he does. But unfortunately, <laughs> I can't be on board with this because of, and then you go into your reasoning. And, you know, it presents you as like a sympathetic when you, you, when you never really were in the first place, so to speak. Welcome to the world of IRL concern trolling. Erosion right now, he doesn't need to throw uh, more more gas on the flames. I would tell you, like, you know, despite my reservations that we've talked about on the show, I was cautiously optimistic <laughs> that Elon Musk would be able to address Twitter's deep and abiding problems. Okay, so... At first, I thought Elon Musk would address Twitter's deep and abiding problems. So we admit that Twitter does, in fact, have deep and abiding problems, okay? And that he'd take the concerns of civil society to heart. Yep. But some of the developments over the past few weeks, I think they've been alarming at best, including, you know, last night. One of the first things he did was he fired the head of trust and safety at the platform. Right. The person responsible for making sure that you deal with conspiracies and misinformation. Uh, so, did anyone else pick that up? Yeah. So, in one breath, we're saying that Twitter has deep and abiding problems. Okay. Deep problems. At first, I was confident that Elon Musk would go in there and help sort out the deep and abiding problems that Twitter has. In the next breath, we're also concerned that he fired the person responsible for content moderation. Well, hang on. I thought you said they had deep and abiding problems. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Right? So wait, you think that they had deep problems, deep and abiding problems dealing with misinformation and other such nonsense on, on Twitter, yes? Yes. But you're upset that he fired the person responsible for that. Yes. Right. Now, I'm going to ask you a question. What exactly is it that you want here? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, exactly. Rice man in the chat. Problem solved, yeah? Didn't he just fix it for you? Isn't that what you wanted? Ah, Master Carver in the chat. Yes. It means they weren't censoring enough. (laughs) I got you. The deep and abiding problems stemmed from not censoring more people. I see. And we've been riding that pony so hard to the finish line, the pony has now broken a leg and we've had to put one in it. Put it out of its misery. It's like, well, I've got half a race left to go and no pony to ride now. Who's going to be censoring? Who's going to be doing all the censoring? Who knows? Maybe you'll have to do it yourself. And that's one reason why I think it might be easier to send a man to Mars than actually making this a uh, uh, reliably profitable okay. business. And right. one re- Clearly, you've never worked at NASA. Okay. Just so we're clear, just so we can't be accused of spreading misinformation, it is incredibly difficult to send a man to Mars. Okay. Incredibly difficult. Because you got to get through the dome. 
It's not something you can just plan on the back of a napkin. Don't be so ridiculous. Reason, you know, he didn't want to buy it at the end of the day, right? He didn't want to buy it when, when yeah, he, ha- he didn't had want a, to buy it. a cold look at it in the morning, but yep. he, he had to. He was forced to by the law. Okay, there you go. Now, those are some experts' reactions to the sale of Twitter and the purchase of Twitter from Elon Musk. I've got another reaction here from you, uh, for you from another expert, uh, expert. Have a look at this. Elon Musk's Twitter takeover is a ploy for universal domination. This is a real article. This is a real article. I'm going to pop the link in the chat for you so you can play along at home. Because it's a good one. Let's have a look here. So some people think, you know, it's a cynical ploy to boost up Tesla advertising or some people think it's a cynical ploy to let more right-wing conspiracy theorists on the internet. Some people think it's a cynical ploy for universal domination, for taking over the, the universe, for conquering the universe. Like I said, like Thanos. So let's hope it ends just as just as quickly. Do you think Darth Vader learned to force choke his disappointing underlings mostly because of a lack of gravity in space prevented him simply chucking people off the Death Star? Think about it. You know he would have wanted to. Just ask the now ex-CEO, CFO and GC and policy chiefs of Twitter, all of whom were tossed off the Death Star Destroyer Twitter, (laughs) off the Star Destroyer Twitter, the moment Lord Elon Musk swept on board, knocking down sentries with the wave of his black-gloved hand. I find your I find your lack of faith disturbing. He growls as he attempts to soothe Twitter's worried advertisers that he's going to turn the often ugly platform into a quote social media hell site. Insert your own James Earl Jones uh, crunchy breathing here as you take in Lord Musk's threats, I mean promises. Now, look at this. What does Elon want? What does Musk want? Apart from total control of a shrinking social media site, some regard as a sewer. So now we hate Twitter. We hate Twitter now. That'll be the next thing. That'll, that'll be the next thing. The people who have spent the last five, six years saying, hey, look, bro, if you don't like Twitter, it's a private company. If you don't like Twitter, go find another website. There's another website out there. Now, all of those people who have defended Twitter up to the hilt today, the next day, they woke up the next day and thought, fuck Twitter, I hate it. <laughs> it's a sewer. It's garbage. Fuck Twitter. It's a hell site. <laughs> the next day. You wouldn't rob a bank with any of these blue checkmark individuals. As soon as you're out there, they turn you in. (laughs) What does Musk want? Apart from total control of a shrinking social media site, some regard as a sewer, and others know for certain played a central part in the misinformation presidency of Donald Trump. Is he going to clean it up or is he just another manifestation of the same problem? Well, 
Let's with live. <laughs> Very professional. Well, let's level with each other. It's a perfect match, no? An anarchist in charge of an anarchist playground. So now Elon Musk is an anarchist. <laughs> He's an anarchist now. And we hate anarchism, don't we, now, today, <laughs> for some reason. His corporate executions, the day he finally signed the deal to buy the company for $68 billion, Australian, were straight out of the mogul alpha male playbook. It was a Darth in a designer suit. Darth Vader in a designer suit, ladies and gentlemen. But he's also been brutally clear about what he really wants. Quote, buying Twitter is an accelerant to creating X, the everything app, he warned on Twitter, in a near perfect expression of the dark side in universal domination. What did anyone think that these digital media behemoths were about in the first place? So now, now we're que- now, now we're questioning who owns tech companies. Now. Only and only now. Oh my god, it's so frustrating. It took it took Elon Musk buying Twitter for somebody to ask the question, hey, who runs these tech companies and what do they really want? Fuck me. Welcome, welcome to the show. Took you a while to get there, but you got there again, as usual, too late. It's too late to can it's too late to worry about it now. What you should have been doing is worrying about who owns the tech companies 10 years ago when we told you it was a problem and you said we're spreading conspiracy theories and it's a private company, bro. Oh, well. We shall reap what we sow. As a friend of mine noted, the relationships that people have with these social media sites is pretty ludicrous. They're all owned by billionaires and designed by expensively attuned algorithms we spend we spend we stand no chance of besting. My god. All of a sudden today we realize, hang on, billionaires with agendas run these tech platforms and they have algorithms that humans can't get around. The next day they've figured it out. Wow. Algorithms we stand no chance of besting, yet we persuade ourselves that they are public spaces that are democratically designed and that we're entitled to. As Lord Musk prowls through the building, taking in a day that will be long remembered, it's probably time to remind ourselves it's Darth's world. We just hope not to get force choked in it. (laughs) There you have it. One of the more creative and better expert analyses of the Elon Musk takeover of Twitter, ladies and gentlemen, Elon Musk Twitter takeover is a ploy for universal domination. (laughs) Yes, not satire, a real article. Now, speaking of something that's definitely not satire, I bring you the corporate news, ladies and gentlemen, with Joy Reid. With yet another, this and this is what I go to MSNBC for. I want reasonable, rational, accurate um, information that's going to point me in the right direction and allow me to form the correct opinions about things. So, 
Let's see what's going on. Real news, MSNBC. The radicalization in this country is largely taking place online and on social media. Press one in the chat if you get the feeling that the current let's blame all violence on memes and social media is almost identical to the let's blame all violence on video games arguments that were around 30 years ago. Press one in the chat if you think it's the same. Press two in the chat if you think, no, no, it's different because it's real. Which one are you? Press one in the chat if I've heard this story before. Press two in the chat if, no, no, we need to be afraid of memes on the internet because they're radicalizing people to becoming terrorists. Where are you on that? listening to the podcast, it's wall-to-wall ones, my my boy. <laughs> We've heard this before. We've heard this this song and dance before. Was, wasn't even 30 years ago. It was 20 years ago they were still blaming video games. Every time there was a shooting or something. Oh, it's the video games' fault. Now, you people have just replaced... You're, you're the next generation now that are giving these finger-wagging little lessons to society and you've replaced your parents' generation of the video games being a problem with your generation's, oh, you know, social media is the problem. Memes are the problem. That's just your stalking horse. Same, same complete same mindset. Just a different sacrificial lamb. Whatever. And I'm sure that they'll have, you know, congressional hearings about the violence, the violent threat caused by memes, just like they had congressional hearings about the violent threats caused by video games back in the day. Yes, they did. They did. And you either don't remember or you care not to remember, one or the other. So let's have a look. Yes, social media... Twitter is radicalizing right-wing extremists, I'm sure. The radicalization in this country is largely taking place online and on social media. Okay. Now, one of the biggest social media platforms is under the control of Elon Musk, a man who loves Russian dictator Vladimir Putin. <laughs> NBC is a meme, you know what I mean? Like... This could be an SNL skit. <laughs> it's now being run by a man who loves Vladimir Putin. <laughs> it's, it's gossip. Gossip stuff. Real news. Gossip. And who likely will replatform Donald Trump. Right. Musk's Twitter re-platform. takeover has already sparked a full-scale return of unchecked misogyny, racism, and anti-Semitism. <laughs> I've got to say, watching blue check marks over the last couple of days talk about free speech is now at risk because uh, a billionaire owns a private platform now <laughs> has been so beautiful. Like I've said on Twitter, I feel like fucking crying. <laughs> 
All of the private company bro people are now going free speech is at risk. I couldn't be happier. <laughs> oh, oh my. It's it's one of those moments where you just have to pour a nice glass of red and watch the world go by. Watch the sunset and smile. Think, well, ain't that fucking nice? Ain't, ain't that pretty how things turned out? <laughs> to the platform. The far right swept onto the platform this morning, seemingly <laughs> just to post the N-word repeatedly and to hurl and... <laughs> That was always going to happen, I mean. <laughs> the far right flooded onto the platform, it seems, just to post the N-word repeatedly. <laughs> well, that's going to happen. You know why? Because you've, you've told them for so long it's a naughty word and they're not allowed to say it. So, of course, what do you think kids do when the teacher walks out of the classroom? Come on. Everyone knows the word exists and you know that people are going to try and say it if they think the teacher has their back turned. That's all this is. It's no need to panic. Everything will be okay. They're just doing what kids do, mate. It's the internet. It's what they do. Just to post that word repeatedly. Musk, a man who loves Russian dictator Vladimir Putin and who likely <laughs> will re-platform Donald Trump. Really? Musk's Twitter takeover has already sparked a full-scale return of unchecked misogyny, racism, uh, and anti-Semitism to the platform. Yep. The far right swept onto the platform swept. this morning, seemingly just to post the N-word repeatedly. And- <laughs> to hurl anti-Semitic insults. This comes the same day Speaker Nancy Pelosi's husband was brutally attacked at their San Francisco home. Okay. Oh, this is... uh, This is a... Look look what we've got developing here. A segue, ladies and gentlemen. Now, let's connect the two. Please, please. My God, I hope that Elon Musk eventually, like, you know, six degrees or seven degrees of Kevin Bacon or whatever the fucking game is. I want Elon Musk to eventually be blamed for the man attacking Nancy Pelosi's husband (laughs) because he bought Twitter. (laughs) Okay, can we do that? I'm sure we can if we put our minds to it. Elon Musk purchasing Twitter allowed right-wing extremists to flood onto the platform in order to post the N-word repeatedly, which inspired this right-wing lunatic to go and hunt down Nancy Pelosi. Winnie TV with a diamond, thank you for making my family smile, Boogie. Well, thank you for bringing your family. It's very nice. Very nice to meet you. When an assailant broke in yelling, where's Nancy? Where's Just like Nancy? the January 6th insurrectionist. Ah, uh, uh, now we're threading three things together. So this actually goes back to January 6th as well. Interesting. <laughs> See how everything's connected? Now, if you were to look at the attacker's social media footprint, uh, you Social media footprint is a, is a term that I've heard the last couple of days, interestingly. Social media footprint. Now, didn't now is this not the lady who had on her social media footprint all kinds of anti-Semitic, anti-gay stuff? Is that not her? No, no, no. That was that was a fake blog. Oh, okay. 
good. See signs of that very rare. It's been debunked, books. Radicalization, just littering the place. Littering. With various memes and conspiracy Nobody theories. Nobody condones about littering, Joy. COVID-19 vaccines, global warming, Jewish people, and QAnon fan fiction, like the supposed cover-up of mass pedophilia rings and... Surprise Jeffrey Epstein has entered the chat. <laughs> uh. Surprise, surprise. Conspiracy theories about the 2020 election right. and January 6th. Yeah. It's almost like his brain was constructed like Legos by right-wing media and their pet politicians. <laughs> I've got to say... I do feel like you're taking a little liberty here, you know. I can't help but think now, if somebody were, say, doing a... If somebody were doing a, a scientific... A, a, a psychological diagnosis of a perp on mainstream corporate media, and let's say they accused them of being, you know, some kind of Manchurian candidate mentally constructed by the political opposition in order to become a weapon, a right-wing terrorist weapon, or a left-wing weapon. I would I would expect the next day to be flooded with shit like psychiatrists come out and say, you can't just fucking, you can't just make up mental diagnosis on the spot. That's not responsible. You should say that you don't know what you're talking about, blah, blah, blah. I would expect that to come out the next day. But for some reason here, I can watch... Oh, because of what this guy has, because of this guy's apparent social media footprint, we can determine that he has been mentally constructed by Lego bricks by right-wing news outlets. It's quite the, quite the theory. <laughs> Show me you're working out. Again, I'm not angry at you. Okay, if you can believe that. I don't care. Whatever. Show me you're working out. How did you get there? Don't just tell me the answer. Show me how you got the answer. Joining me now is NBC senior reporter Ben Collins, senior who covers disinformation in the dark web. And okay. let's just get right to this this uh, attacker. Um, thank you for being here, Ben. I'm just going to put up a few of the things. You know, I talked about it. Global warming, Jewish people, transhumanism, COVID-19. Transhumanism. Whatever that is. Whatever that is, mate. Transhumanism, France. Vaccines. It, it, is, it is not at all surprising that this was the background, but do we get anything else uh, of motive from the stuff that he put up? Or was motive? <laughs> motive? Is there anything indicating that he might be violent? Yeah, I just want to be clear. We can't ascribe motive to the police. At least he knows. <laughs> And Joy is definitely not happy with that retort. I mean, hey, you know, you might not like this guy, but at least he knows ethically where he's allowed to, you know, what puddle he's allowed to piss in, you know? Whoa, whoa. Now, before we go ascribing motive to a to an alleged perpetrator... <laughs> Phew. Lucky Ben's there to save you, Joy. Police are still looking through this thing, um, but these blogs that the police are looking... Joy's already trying to figure out the motive of the perp. She's she's 
she's so far down this investigative red rabbit hole that you know police are catching up to her. Maybe they're maybe they're calling Joy and say, "Have you got anything on this, Joy?" Or what do you think about his motive? Have you looked through his social media footprint yet? What do you think? What's your opinion? <laughs> I know you figured it out. She's like Sherlock Holmes. I'm through here talk constantly about, you know, this cabal, basically, cabal. that we have heard so much about on the far-right internet. Yep. And the far-right internet has effectively placed Nancy Pelosi at the top of that cabal recently. Ah, right. uh, I don't know what it is. It's not Joe Biden to them. I think they think yeah. he's not really with it enough. So they have to put somebody else there. So they've chosen a woman, and that woman is Nancy Pelosi. So they've chosen a woman. <laughs> <laughs> so they're... And let's not ignore the real crime here you know and acknowledge that these right-wing trolls and these bigots and these extremists are not only talking about conspiracy theories and spreading dangerous disinformation but they're also sexist (laughs) now are they now the question you need to answer here is are they sexist for putting a woman at the top of the cabal? Because I would have thought if they were sexist, then there's no way that a woman would be capable of being at the top of the cabal, you see. So now you need to pick one. Are they sexist or are they not? Because if they're sexist, then she wouldn't be the leader. Um, and that's what's going on in these forums. So it makes a lot of sense that uh, that's where this person would end up. And I do want to bring up the transhumanism thing, too. Oh, please. Uh, a yeah. lot of people don't even know what that is. No, and- <laughs> including Joy Reid. <laughs> yeah. She does not look impressed with Ben. <laughs> ben, stop, stop highlighting all the things I don't know. <laughs> they shouldn't because it's insane oh oh it's not oh it's not real it's a conspiracy theory transhumanism doesn't exist now it's quote it's insane it's sure you know what ben it sure is (laughs) it most definitely is you shouldn't know he he literally said you shouldn't know what transhuman mean transhumanism means you shouldn't know oh why not because it's insane oh okay doesn't exist. Not real. <laughs> Transhumanism, this thing that we know, <laughs> this thing we have a word for, in fact, does not exist. Long, de- yes, long debunked conspiracy theory. Into them. I think they think he's not really with it enough. So he wants to get into the transhumanism thing. Most people don't know what it is and they shouldn't because it's insane. That's what he just said. So what do you, what do you mean then? What are we, what are we discussing then? <laughs> If, it's, if it doesn't exist, how can we talk about it? So they have to put somebody else there, so they've chosen a woman, and that woman is Nancy Pelosi. Okay, um, and that's what's going on in these forums, so it makes a lot of sense that uh, that's where this person would end up. And I do want to bring up the transhumanism thing, too. Uh, a lot of people don't even know what that is, mm-hmm. and they shouldn't, because it's insane, it's but insane. it's all over uh, the far-right internet. There's this belief that um, eventually they were trying to uh, dehumanize us by either turning us into robots or uh, you know, injecting us with stuff through the vaccine. And uh, the point of it is to make it so we're more acceptable to uh, to uh, leaders so we can be more dehumanized. That, and they think trans people are part of this plan. It's completely ridiculous. I don't think he really explained himself very well. <laughs> that was a little hard to follow. 
ridiculous, but it's also uh, vertical on Breitbart. So um, this is all over the almost you know regular parts of the conservative internet, and the okay. extremist parts are even more all in on it. Okay, extremist parts of the internet, regular parts. Yeah. You know, I expect it to be on Tucker soon because it seems like whatever's on 4chan and 8chan ends up on there some. Because the problem. Again, that's. That's not the clapback you think it is, Joy. Well, whatever's on 4chan ends up on Tucker Carlson. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Interesting. <laughs> the problem is there's no, there doesn't seem there to be a thought. right-wing medium that's saying yeah. this is a bridge too far. We're not right. going to go here, right? It's all yeah. fair game. You know, it okay. used to be that QAnon seemed loopy, yeah. and then all of a sudden aspects of it are now in sort of normal, what used to be normal Republican politics. You have Donald <laughs> Trump now basically signaling to QAnon. It, yeah. it seems incredibly dangerous, which brings me to Elon Musk. Incredibly dangerous. Who will probably let Trump back on, and Trump will pretend like he doesn't Thank want you, to, and then Till. get back on. But, you know, just today, this was day one of Elon Musk Twitter. Yeah, and it's already it's already melting down around our ears. And it was already a garbage fire. <laughs> <laughs> or as one Washington Post columnist tweeted out earlier, it's like the gates of hell have opened. Of racism, people just doing the N-word over and uh, over and over again, yep. people saying things about Jewish people. This right. is like back to the bad old days of Twitter, and that was fast. Oh, right. You've been pretty pessimistic about where this goes from here. The bad old days. Here, But, you know, here's all the, the panoply of people who could get back on. Alex Jones, Mike Lindell, Steve Bannon, Marjorie Green. Well, she's going to soon be ex-Mrs. Green. Michael Flynn, Roger Stone. Like, the whole gang might be back on, right? Soon. Oh, yeah. So, who cares? Again, I'll repeat, if they're so wrong and so awful, why don't you want them out there showing everybody how wrong and awful they are? I would assume, uh, you know, pretty soon that will happen. He talked today about establishing a council to go through why people were... uh, why people were booted off, they're allowed back on. No idea who's going to be in that council, but then he said later on, you know, if you were kicked off for frivolous reasons, for stupid reasons, we'll just let you back on. Well, what's a frivolous reason to Elon Musk? I really don't know. And part of the reason, oh, I, you know, okay. the issue is this guy doesn't understand the space. Elon Musk takes over Twitter amid increasing online radicalization. That's the breaking news headline. Again, the Chiron, again, Elon Musk takes over Twitter amid increasing online radicalization. (laughs) Oh my. It's a hellscape out there. The gates of hell have opened. Or he's willfully ignorant to the space, right? Right. Um, The reason that, for example, instances of the N-word were up you know, hundreds of percentage points today yes, on Twitter was. is because that was pushed from uh, 4chan and a bunch of like challenges in those far right spaces uh, to just see what you could get away with, to see right. if, you know, it wasn't just the anti the anti trans stuff that was allowed again. If right. you could say everything else, every other kind of hate, and they've really? largely gotten away with it over the course of the day. Uh, so I don't know what the site's going They got away with it for a day. How awful. The gates of hell have opened. Kids are saying naughty words while the teacher has their back turned again. That's all it took. One day.
Well, now that we know, because we've done the research, we've looked at some Twitter accounts, we've looked at some Facebook posts, and we can now determine that the current violence that we find ourselves awash with in 2022 is purely driven by access to social media and memes, radicalizing people on the internet. <laughs> Ferox, good to say, they keep getting away with it. <laughs> so once where it was video games that were blamed for all society's ills, now we're blaming Twitter and memes. And I felt like this would be a good place to carry on that conversation. Attack on Nancy Pelosi's husband follows years of GOP demonizing her. Oh, okay. So it's the GOP's fault. <laughs> a man with right-wing views who broke into House Speaker's home yelled, where is Nancy? Before assaulting Paul Pelosi with a hammer, police say. In 2010, Republican in 2010, Republicans launched a Fire Pelosi project complete with a bus tour, a quote, a hashtag Fire Pelosi hashtag and images of House Speaker Nancy Pelosi engulfed in Hades style flames. Hades being the underworld where you go uh, when you die in ancient Egyptian mythology, if I'm not mistaken. Egyptian or Greek, I can't remember. Devoted to retaking the house, and demoting Pelosi from her purchase speaker. 11 years later, talk about long bows, 11 years later, House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy joked that if he becomes the next leader of the House, quote, it will be hard not to hit Pelosi with the speaker's gavel. And this year, Pelosi, who Republicans have long demonized as the face of progressive policies and who was a target of rioters during January 6, emerged as the top member of Congress maligned in political ads, with Republicans spending nearly $40 million on ads that mentioned Pelosi in the final stretch of the campaign, according to Ad Impact. Yes, but she is the leader of the House, isn't she? Pretty sure last time she was the leader of the House, um, she was the most disliked House leader ever recorded. She was down around 18 or 19%. Democrats hated her. So this is completely, I am Jack's complete lack of surprise. Police arrested, police arrested the suspect. 42-year-old David DePap, who attacked Paul Pelosi, 82, and authorities plan to charge him with attempted murder and other crimes. San Francisco Police Chief William Scott, Billy Scott, said at a news conference on Friday, Paul Pelosi was taken to a hospital and is expected to make a full recovery, the Speaker's office said. Good. The Washington Post corroborated that a voluminous blog written under DePap's name and filled with deeply racist and anti-Semitic writings, ladies and gentlemen as well as pro-Trump and anti-democratic posts belonged to the suspect. In a single day earlier this month, the blog had seven new posts. Yes, seven new posts that nobody read, that nobody saw, until you pointed it out. Social media is so powerful that nobody even knew this guy existed. <laughs> the titles included Blacks NDA Jews, Quote, were the Germans so stupid? Quote, who financed Hitler's rise to power? And quote, gas chamber doors.
For many Democrats, the attack on Nancy Pelosi's husband represents the all but inevitable conclusion of, quote, Republicans increasingly violent and threatening rhetoric toward their political opponents, end quote. <laughs> hey. Want to hear it again? For many Democrats, the attack on Nancy Nancy Pelosi's husband represents the all but inevitable conclusion of Republicans increasingly violent and threatening rhetoric toward their political opponents. Yeah, the Republicans did this. It's all their fault. How about this? Jake Tapper. This horrifying act of violence is not an outlier. Let's have a look. Come on, Jake, where are you, mate? What is this? What is this nonsense? You showing me ads? Oh, Jake, what are you doing to me, mate? Come on, we can do better than this. To CNN Tonight, I'm Jake Tapper in Jake Washington. Tapper. Tonight, in Washington. outrage, horror, and a scramble for answers after an intruder broke into the home of House Speaker Nancy Pelosi and violently attacked her husband, with a hammer. Sources say 82-year-old Paul Pelosi was taken into surgery for a skull fracture. He is expected to make a full recovery. This all started just before 2.30 a.m. Pacific time at the Pelosi home in San Francisco, where sources say the male suspect confronted Paul Pelosi, screaming, where is Nancy? And then tried to tie him up, quote, until Nancy got home. Shortly thereafter, police arrived on the scene. The suspect pulled the hammer away from Ms. Pelosi and violently assaulted him with it. Our officers immediately tackled the suspect, disarmed him, took him into custody, requested emergency backup, and rendered medical aid. San Francisco police have identified the suspect as 42-year-old David DePap. He's a man with a history of spreading far-right conspiracy theories. A history of it. He's got a history of spreading far-right conspiracy theories. A history. Doesn't take him long, does it? It's funny because don't you find it strange that sometimes if there's some kind of thing that looks like it may be some kind of, you know, terrorist event or some kind of motivated attack, right? It's strange, but sometimes we'll be told that it's wrong to go digging into any you know, kind of ideas about what motivated the person to do it because that would be stereotyping and you need, you don't have all the information and what do you know about this person and their experience and, you know, how much have they had to put up with? They might be a victim too, you know. And then other times an event happens and within 20 minutes we've got the guy's entire social media fucking history up there on CNN. It's weird how that happened. Don't you think it's weird? Strange. Strange and weird and random. I don't know. On Facebook and elsewhere on the internet about COVID vaccines, the 2020 yeah. election, and the January 6th insurrection. Okay. Sources say he was not known to Capitol Police or in any federal threat database. <laughs> it is hard to ignore how much of the suspect's rhetoric today echoes what we heard from rioters who stormed the Capitol. <laughs> it's hard to know, but we're going to do it anyway. <laughs> hey, Nancy Pelosi. 
Congressman Adam Kinzinger of Illinois, one of the two Republicans on the January 6th House Committee, tweeted today, quote, I want to be clear, when you convince people that politicians are rigging elections, uh-huh. drink babies' blood, etc., uh-huh. you will get violence. Right. This must be rejected. This is why the January... Notice how he sliced together <laughs> rigging elections and drink babies' blood. And it's like, well, no, hang on, come on. Those are two different things. Okay. I mean, it's crazy to think that politicians are drinking babies' blood and rigging elections, but... <laughs> right? No, it's not, it's definitely... How about this? It's definitely not crazy to think politicians try to rig elections, because that happens a lot. <laughs> that happens a lot in most countries. Somebody is always trying to game the system somehow. Every six committee is so important, unquote. And Democratic Congresswoman Karen Bass of California went even further. Okay. It just shows us the danger that our democracy is in. And it also just makes me angry thinking of my Republican colleagues who attempt to minimize what happened January 6th Uh, and who ignore the hate speech, the violent speech that is going on right now. Yes, of course. We don't want to ignore the hate speech. Okay, well, let's have a look then. Senate Republican leader Mitch McConnell today strongly condemned the assault on Twitter. House Republican leader Kevin McCarthy's office. Why, why does anybody? These, I'm just tired of these little games. Nobody needs to condemn somebody being attacked with a fucking hammer in their own home. You know, we should all agree that nobody wants anybody to be attacked in their own home with a hammer. That's fucking pretty straightforward. I condemn the attack. Well, you know, but I condemn anybody being hit in the head with a hammer when they're just sitting in their own house, regardless of who it is. Do you really have to point it out? Republicans haven't. Imagine imagine picking up a newspaper and seeing, you know, your name there and it says, you know, Boogie Bumper has not condemned this person being attacked with a hammer. And I'd be like, I don't think I had to. Isn't it fairly obvious? (laughs) So dumb says he reached out to the speaker's office to check on Paul Pelosi. This horrifying act of violence today, I wish I could tell you it was an outlier. It's not. It is the inevitable product of a poisonous political climate Uh, where unchecked lies and hate-filled dehumanizing rhetoric combined to create a a perfect storm of political violence. Last year, an astounding 34% of American adults said it's justifiable for citizens to take violent action against the government. Oh boy. Oh boy. Okay. Does someone want to tell Jake? Does someone want to tell him? Now, if I'm not mistaken, and I could be mistaken, but I think I'm fairly close here. But is it not true that there was like far less who wanted the first revolution against the British, isn't that? Wasn't it only like 15 or 20 percent of the in the revolutionary days? And now I know it's very different, but is that not true? It was only like 15 percent or something that wanted to, but it, those 15 percent were the ones who ended up doing all the fighting and ended up winning. Is that right or not? I don't know. Seems about right. It wasn't a majority, anyway. 
It was just enough to make it a problem. <laughs> 34%. But Jake, I also watched CNN and I watched Chris Cuomo on CNN talk about when you protest, you don't have to be quiet. Remember that? No, no, you have to push back on them, right? You've got to fight the fight. Resist. We watched all that. We've seen it. Anyway, sure, it's just a coincidence. According to a Washington Post University of Maryland poll, no public figure seems safe. Capitol Police have tracked more than 9,000 threats in 2021 against the people and places that department is charged with protecting. Right. Just today, a Pennsylvania man pleaded guilty to making threats to kill Democratic Congressman Eric Swalwell and his staff. Earlier this month, Republican Senator Susan Collins warned, quote, I wouldn't be surprised if a senator or House member were killed. Mm. What started with abusive phone calls is now translating into active threats of violence and real violence. Those abusive phone calls are now a regular part of life for Congressman Kinzinger and others. Okay. Gonna get your wife, gonna get your kids. We're gonna get you. We know where you live. We're coming to your house. Gonna get you, Mike. You're gonna swing for f***ing treason, you communist Democratic. Again, not productive. Not productive. But I, I, I mean, this the the thing that annoys is we all know that this happens. Yes, but the the reason that I care less is because we are told that it only ever happens one way, and I just I don't have patience for that now anymore in life. I'm like, yep, I know that I know that there's awful people out there saying things. There's always a lot of awful people out there saying things and doing things going in every which direction but I just don't have time for the people who try to pretend that it only goes one way because you're not real you're not being honest Congresswoman Debbie Dingell of Michigan has also received voicemails that would make your stomach churn Uh she shared this one with CNN last year after former President Trump singled her out right I hope your family dies in front of you I pray to God if you've got any children they die in your face as much as Donald Trump is part of the problem here, you need to know what? these <laughs> threats and horrific acts are not only from the right. Oh, hey, Jake Tapper, ladies and gentlemen. He finally got there. Good on you, Jake. <laughs> All right. Well done, Jake. Let's give Jake a tip of the hat. Nice Gary, Jake. Nice Gary. Republican Congressman Steve Scalise was nearly killed after being shot during an attack on a congressional baseball game. Yeah. Supreme Court justices are also under threat. This summer, yep. a man traveled to DC from California armed to the teeth with the stated intention of killing Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh. Yep. Also not safe, governors, uh, candidates for governor. Yep. This week, three men were convicted of- all- <laughs> Amberlita, that was not on my bingo card. <laughs> charges after supporting a plot to kidnap Michigan's Democratic governor, Gretchen Whitmer. Yes, a, a plot that was cooked up by an FBI agent, if I'm not mistaken. In July, a man jumped on stage to try to stab with a star- sharp object Congressman Lee Zeldin, a Republican candidate for- Oh, he didn't really try. Look at that. For New York governor. To get some perspective of how bad it can get, Here we go. let's turn back 
to one of the most tumultuous and perhaps darkest chapters oh, in American okay. political... Are we... Now, please tell me that JFK was murdered by right-wing extremists, because that'll be next. On November 22nd, 1963, yep. viewers who turned into CBS yep. were met by this chilling report. From Dallas, Texas, the flash, apparently official, President Kennedy died at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time. God, look at how much better the news was back when it was black and white. Look how much better it was. Hey, we don't have to wait for this kind of thing happening. If you wanted to, you could go and check out that Snoop Dogg video where he shot Trump in the head. (laughs) If you wanted to, that's art now. I don't know what you're so concerned about. No, this 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 Elon Musk purchasing Twitter is it's becoming a hellscape of right wing extremism. It's radicalizing people. We can't allow it. Now, watch this Snoop Dogg film clip where President Trump gets shot in the head point blank. Jive along to that, kids. <laughs> hey? Fantastic stuff. Um couple of responses for you and then we'll get the hell out of here. What are you saying? You can enjoy the rest of your Sunday, Saturday, whatever. Hillary Clinton got in on the act. The Republican Party and its mouthpieces now regularly spread hate and deranged conspiracy theories. It is shocking but not surprising that violence is the result. As citizens, we must hold them accountable for their words and the actions that follow. So, your words are responsible for somebody else's actions. Therefore, we must punish you for your words that cause these actions. God, it must be so easy when you can just determine who's... When you can just determine who caused what and punish them accordingly. What an easy fucking job. (laughs) No, no, no. Republicans have been saying things for years. Therefore, this attack, it's all on them. It's all on them. Ilan Omar, ladies and gentlemen. A far-right white nationalist tried to assassinate the Speaker of the House and almost killed her husband a year after violent insurrectionists tried to find her and kill her in the Capitol. And the Republican Party's response is to either ignore it or belittle it. There you go. Because in times like this, it's very important, is it not, to tone down the rhetoric, right? We don't want to inflame the situation, do we? Which is what we're usually told. We don't want to make things worse. We don't want to inflame the situation. Ben, I know that you have been looking into this. I know that you have been online We're back to Ben Collins again. uh, Another one with Ben. What do we know about him? Yeah, I mean, he's already posted lots of uh, conspiracy theories about transhumanism and global warming and uh, COVID-19 and all this stuff online on a blog. Uh, transhumanism is the belief that there are like aliens running the country and that they're trying to get us to inject ourselves with with COVID-19 shots, uh, vaccines that are real. That's now two times on two different shows he's gone out of his way to talk about how crazy transhumanism is. Now, <laughs> now I've got a sneaking suspicion. It's one of those things like the more you keep referring to it, well... Twice now he's mentioned transhumanism. I might have to have a look at this. <laughs> Humanism and global warming and uh, COVID-19 and all this stuff online on a blog. Uh, 
Uh, transhumanism is the belief that there are like aliens running the country and that they're trying to get us to inject ourselves with with COVID-19 shots, vaccines that are really computers. It's like a very confusing, complicated thing. So you keep telling me. Um, but he is an OG conspiracy theorist. OG conspiracy uh, Based on what guy. we've seen so far. Nice. Um, we're obviously looking more into it. That's why I have my computer directly yeah. in front of me here. But, but yeah. nothing specific. Look, look, we are so much, we are so on top of this guy's social media p- footprint. I need to have the computer in front of me during this interview right now. I can't put it down for one second. We are just discovering so much about this guy. It's incredible. Specifically mentioning any politicians or any political leanings uh, or, oh, I mean, obviously yeah, yeah. in so terms he, of his... Yeah, he mentions the, being the, black-pilled and being against, uh, uh, in, in talking about the cover-up of pedophilia and stuff like uh, Pizzagate-style things. I yeah. think it's pretty clear where this is leaning so far. Right. That was that easy. That easy. Fantastic. Uh, let's hear an update from everybody's um, would-be president, everybody's favourite would-be president, Hillary Clinton. Hello, Indivisibles. I'm here to highlight something that <laughs> is keeping me <laughs> up at night. <laughs> it's keeping me up at night. <laughs> seems a weird thing to laugh about. To highlight something that <laughs> is keeping me <laughs> up at night. And I know this group really understands what I'm about to say. I know we're all focused on the 2022 midterm elections, oh, and they are incredibly important. Mm-hmm. But we also have to look ahead. Here's a free tip for you, by the way. Um, I saw something that President Biden the other day said, this is the most important election of our time. And I just want to spread this little hot tip for you. If you're new to politics or you're new to, um, you know, political rhetoric and whatnot, uh, let me save you the time. Trust me, every single election is the most important election for a politician. They all say it. That is a quote that all politicians say every single election. Well, this is the most important election of our time. Every politician, every election, end quote. I, am, I want to see a politician come out one day and say, no, eh, I don't really care about this one. This one's not important. <laughs> right? Never happens. So there you go. Saved you the time. Now you don't have to pretend otherwise. Now you don't have to pretend like any election is more important than any other because they're not. They all say it all the time. <laughs> Every election is the most important. Because you know what? Our opponents certainly are. Right-wing extremists already have a plan to literally steal the next presidential election. Why not? Literally. Already. They already literally, and I know. And she's very satisfied with this analysis there, as you can see. Hillary Clinton, ladies and gentlemen. Literally, bro. <laughs> oh, okay. And just to wrap it up here, elite New York school uh, private schools make parents sign, quote, anti-racist commitment and attend anti-racist training. Last year, the New York Times, same school, New York Times private schools tackle white privilege. It has not been easy. <laughs> so that's going well. 
nice, gentlemen. And what's this last thing I have? No, nah, that's all right. That's enough. Let's get out of here. It's good to see you all. Welcome back. Yes. After a week, I don't know how long this one will be up. We've already been put in Twitter. Twitter jail. YouTube jail. So just expecting it to happen again now. Just waiting for it. So we'll see what happens. But thank you for joining us. Don't forget to follow all of our friends. There's a few of them in the chat there. You know who they are. Give them a follow. Give them a like. Give them a subscribe. Have a fantastic Saturday slash Sunday wherever you are. Till next time, ladies and gentlemen. Stay calm. Stay rational. God bless. See you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you.